Hello, it's Michael from Burning DLA Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Stone ten pound, so I'm moving in the right direction. I've got another six pounds left to go. Got to say, it's been a little bit frustrating at times. Uh, every morning I'm up, as anybody who follows me on Twitter will know. I'm up at five a.m. I'm on the exercise bike by quarter past five, spinning away, and I'm on half an hour. Then obviously I'm up, out at work all day, and back on an evening. And quite often when I get back on an evening, I am either weight training or back on the on the spin bike again burning off a few more calories this week um like i said has had its ups and downs i've checked in on the calorie side of things so there's a, a guy who i think is a really good source of information a guy called mike matthews and uh, it's worth checking out his podcast it's very informative very easy to follow and i have one of his books called bigger leaner stronger and in that book it's a wealth of information so i used part of that book to calculate my calories for this week and also I dialed into my fitness pal as well to make sure that the macronutrient side of things are, are being kind of taken care of as well that uh, everything was on point definitely is I know that I've only got maybe about a stone of, of body fat sensibly a sensible amount um, to go and I know that the last stone from reading in Mike's book is always the most difficult one to shift but I have noticed that my leg strength has definitely increased and the leg, my leg size, particularly around uh, my quads, are definitely more defined and uh, definitely looking bigger than, than what they were. So I'm very pleased with that and uh, I'll carry on. Another, like I say, another six pounds to go. I've got a big bike ride coming up tomorrow. So hopefully that will help chip away at a few more pounds as well. And uh, everything's on track with that. So it's all good. On the social side of things, social media side of things, I've got to say this week with Twitter has been an incredibly um, productive week for me. I uh, started the week on Monday morning with 189 followers and at recording the podcast, I'm up to almost 600. So that's uh, very pleasing to have picked up as many new followers as what I have during the week. I've been very active. I've been following a lot of people um, and thankfully they've been following me back too. I've had a lot of positive engagement as well with people on twitter um not more so than with some of the people who i really look up to like jocko willink um he posed a, um he answered a question rather that i asked him which i was incredibly grateful for that was just over a week ago he had a guy on called dave burke and dave burke is a, a former actual former top gun pilot and instructor so he is the real deal the real tom cruise this guy is very, very um, interesting, very informative, and he was on Jocko's podcast this week. And I just put a comment in, you know, just to uh, ask Dave if he'd been approached by Mr. Cruz with regards to instructing them on how to put the film together for the Top Gun 2 movie that's coming out next year that I think a lot of people are excited to see. Uh, I also answered a, a, this guy called Lewis Howes. If you're not already following him, I suggest you do so. Um, again, a very interesting guy with lots of interesting guests on there. Uh, he posed a question during the week to which I answered, and he was good enough to 
reply back with a, a little heart on the comment so that was quite nice and i also got a one from london real as well um so all in all it's been quite a, a positive week on the social side for me and in terms of reading this week i completed a book called the 22 unmutable laws of marketing this is a book that tim ferris recommends so anybody who's into into business and um, improving your your life personal development is probably aware of tim ferris the author of the four hour work week four hour body the four hour chef etc um, really good guy and somebody whose books have helped me quite a lot so he recommended this book which i got it's only a 200 page book so it doesn't take a long time to to get through it and it talks about things like creating your own market your own space if you like so instead of trying to fit into a category or a genre why not try and create your own category or your own genre and that way you can be the first person in that marketplace in that market space and often people only ever remember the first people in that market space uh, a classic example of that would be if you know somebody was to ask you uh, what's the best selling soft drink in the world we all know it to be coca-cola we're all familiar with that we do know who's second and third i suppose but coca-cola was the original and it is still the most popular and there's other examples of that as well where the first brand into a market space um into a into a genre genre if you like is the one that everybody remembers the most so as i say it's, it's a quick read it's only a couple of hundred pages long and you can skip through it pretty quickly and you will find it useful certainly in terms of podcasting i know when i was kind of looking into this i was thinking right well what category do i fit into and I'm not, I'm not entirely sure to this day, but I'm only four episodes in and I'm still working on it. And I'd like to think I'm creating my own. So here's to that. And uh, as I say, buy the book. It was only a few pounds from Amazon. Worth a read. Podcasts I've listened to this week. Um, London Real. Big fan of Brian Rose at London Real. His guest this week, or one of his guests this week, is a guy called Jim Quick. That's K-W-I-K. And... Jim is an expert in teaching people to train their brains and he works with massive companies around the world, Apple, Google, uh, he works with movie stars, famous people, um, CEOs of big firms. The guy is very, very interesting and he also puts things across in a way that isn't difficult to understand. He explains things in such a way that you can take away practical tips from you know the things that he's talking about. And one of the things, well, a couple of things this week from the podcast that I took was in regard to making and taking notes. And what Jim suggested is that if you took a blank page of paper, say a page in your A4 pad, put a line down the center of that page. On the left-hand side, that is where you would take notes. So that is where you will be writing down the important points as you hear them if you are listening to somebody maybe reading an audiobook or a podcast or if you are at um, some kind of training seminar you would enter your comments on the notes you are taking in the left hand column on the opposite column that is your making notes column and what that means is that's where you record your thoughts in relation to the notes that you've wrote on the left you'd also look into that column and you'd put in there things like what you can use how would you use the information that you've just learned so an example of that is if you are listening to somebody talking about time management they may they may talk to you about having things prepared the night before so you would write that in the left hand column 
in the right hand column you would write down the notes on the actions you are going to take in relation to it so you might then put well i can use that note on the left to prep my meals for the night before you would put in i'm going to get my bag ready the night before put my clothes out get everything ready boil the pull, fill the kettle with water that kind of thing so that would be your action side the left hand side is the theory side you also went on to talk about getting the most out of the things that you're listening to or you know things like if you're watching a youtube video or listening to a podcast or an audiobook and what he says is this is what he actually puts into practice he does these three steps he has three questions and he said you should ask yourself these three questions question number one why am i listening or reading this particular book or listening to this audiobook or podcast what am i getting from it why am i listening to it so you need to answer that question then you would ask yourself how can i use the information or the knowledge gained from this process of listening or reading a book most importantly as jim points out is when am i going to use this information or this knowledge that i've gained from listening to this podcast audiobook fill in the blank so it's very simple why are you listening to them why are you listening to it how can you use the information or knowledge and when are you going to use the knowledge okay and if you ask yourself those three questions and start to apply it it's very very interesting to see and almost kind of question you, yourself and think am i am i wasting time could i be doing something else am i getting any benefit from this so try it just don't try it on this podcast try it on somebody else's first um but check it out check out brian rose check out the london real podcast uh jim's been on before this is the second time he's been on so the first one was about a year ago and that was again really informative very interesting and you'll get a lot from that and you can check it out on podcast um his podcast out on podbean apple whatever the platform is that you use and also on youtube there's a lot of sound bites and short videos that they put up there as well so he's definitely one of my favorite uh, podcasts so coming on to the main subject of what i want to talk about this week motivation so every morning when i'm sat on that exercise bike pedaling away i have my phone on i have it tapped into youtube and i'm watching youtube videos on motivation on things i'm interested in uh, i'm looking for inspiration and some mornings i need it just to keep my backside on the seat and keep pedaling um, motivation won't get you there it's not enough motivation is like a hot bath it gets cold quite quickly so you need to have a bigger reason and something that um, is driving you you've got to be driven and you've got to be inspired and motivation plays a part in that but you need to top it up often so on these motivational videos sometimes there's a common theme if you like that runs through them and there's lots of speeches out there on on these things we've all kind of seen them and come across them one of the themes that's intrigued me is the theme of becoming your own hero becoming the hero in your own movie store story about your life um you know if your story was being told how would you want to be viewed how would you like to be perceived if you like 
and it's an easy thing to say and it is a bit of a cheesy statement but if you kind of dial it back and look at it and just take a second to kind of think about it we all love a good hero story we all have our own heroes that we all look up to and and, and aspire to be like and how often do we put the 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 effort and the inspiration and the dedication and, and put in the hard work that these guys typically put in to be get to be getting to where they are and it's probably not as much we probably like to think that we put in more than what we're doing but we're not really so is it possible to be the hero in your own story is it possible to become your own hero well i think it is possible i really do perception i believe perception is reality and if you think that you want to be a certain way or be like a certain character then it's down to you you're capable of doing it we're all capable of doing it sometimes we just need somebody else to show us first we just need somebody to be the the shining light if you like the example um, to lead from the front to show us the path to inspire us and to motivate us to help us with our dedication and there's been many examples through history of people with perceptions you know and the perceived things to be impossible well nothing's impossible there's some things that are unlikely but nothing's impossible it used to be thought that a human being could not run a mile in less than four minutes that is until a guy called Roger Bannister did it. He broke the minute mile, uh, the, the four minute mile, excuse me. Just, you know, he was just under by a fraction of a second, but he'd done it. Not long after he'd done it, many people done it. There was something like 20 people in the next couple of years went on to beat Roger Bannister's time. So it is possible. Things like humans can't fly. Well, try telling that to the Wright brothers. They came up with an aeroplane and suddenly flight was possible. And I don't think the people at NASA ever believed that a human couldn't walk on the moon. Just look at Neil Armstrong. He did it. But there were so many people out there who had the perception that it was impossible to be able to do these things. And that was their reality. But to Roger Bannister to NASA, to Neil Armstrong and the Wright brothers. They believed that they could do it. So therefore their perception became rea their realities and their realities have become our realities. So, if you think that you cannot do something, the chances are you never will be able to. That's your reality. If you tell yourself you can't drive, guess what? You can't. You've already talked yourself out of it. If you tell yourself you can't lose weight, guess what? You can't lose weight. You've already convinced yourself. We all have these negative self-chats, these negative doubts in our head. And it becomes reality. It's a classic example of perception becoming reality. It's held me back definitely held me back many times in my life I'd find myself starting something and 
it, after a little bit, it becomes too hard. You look at it and you think, oh, no, nah, it's not for me. This is for someone else. I'm not meant to do this. <clears throat> well, guess what? I was wrong. I was wrong on so many things like this. And what typically happened is I quit and I went back to my comfort zone. And in the comfort zone, nothing grows, okay? Nothing grows in your comfort zone. You don't get any better by being comfortable. You get better by being uncomfortable and getting out of your comfort zone. So I made my comfort zone a no-go zone, and I don't go there anymore. And I don't ever want to go back there. I changed how I kind of perceived myself and perceived some of the challenges that I wanted to take on. Like being 46 and changing careers. There was times I looked at that and I thought, ah, it's not for me, I can't do that. And if I'd carried on thinking that way, guess what? I wouldn't be sitting here doing a podcast and I wouldn't have a course nearly complete that will enable me to teach. And my life wouldn't be looking in the direction that it's looking. I would have still been doing the same old things I used to do and being unhappy. So I just changed how I, how I viewed things. And in a cheesy way, I'm kind of writing now and doing the things now that hopefully in the future I can look back on and be the hero in my own story and look back and go, Crap, did I really do them things? Did I really, really kind of put myself out there to be shot down and did I really achieve the things that I set out to do? And all right, it might take me a little bit longer than I, than I had anticipated, but so be it. So I'm working on it now. I'm working on my underdog story. And being an underdog is a good place to be. It's a real good place to be. Everybody loves a good underdog story. The underdog who becomes the hero. Now in my lifetime, I've been lucky. I've been lucky to have been alive when one of the best, the best underdog stories of all times has been around. Can you guess? That's right. It's the Rocky series. Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Rocky Balboa. And then the two Creed movies. All favourites of mine. Maybe with the exception of Rocky 5. It wasn't great. I remember watching the very first Rocky movie. Back in the late 70s. Me and my brothers. My parents were all in, an, in, in an, over at a neighbour's house. I just used to play with their children. Uh, they had four kids. And uh, all of us, all the parents and the kids were all sat around in the front room watching this VHS videotape of Rocky One. And everybody sat there and watched it all the way through. There was no fidgeting, no jumping around. We were all cheering Rocky on and hoping that he would win. That inspired me to get my first weight set. My first barbell and dumbbell and skipping rope. Punch, punch bag, the type that you used to stand on and punch the little uh, speed ball on top of the metal stand with the spring on. I even had the grey tracksuit. I had the full kit. Completely and utterly inspired by watching Rocky movies. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So that fr from that point on, I progressed. I got the Eye of the Tiger record 
and I played it and played it and played it until I practically wore out the grooves. Rocky Four came round, and I was old enough to go to the cinema on my own. I went with a friend. We actually skipped school. Uh, we bunked off school in uh, one afternoon, and we went to a cinema in the city near where we live in Newcastle, and we watched Rocky Four all afternoon. Probably one of the best afternoons ever spent. It was great. And then as I got older and started weight training more, more seriously, the training montage music is an absolute must for any Rocky fan. Hearts on Fire was blaring in my ears when I used to go out running. Um, even watching the videos back, the training montages, Rocky Four's got two of the best training montages where he's getting ready to get revenge on Dolph Lundgren. Well, great. And latterly with the Creed movies, I've even been able to drag my daughters into it. And when Creed 2 came out in the cinemas uh, towards the back end of last year, uh, my daughters Jessica and Scarlett and I went off to the cinema and they enjoyed them. They were cheering Adonis on and, you know, they love Rocky. And they don't identify Sylvester Stallone as Sylvester Stallone. It's just Rocky. And I suppose as many of us are in that same position as well. So taking inspiration from Rocky, he is the ultimate underdog and the ultimate hero. So it's probably a good blueprint to look at when you're coming up with an idea of becoming the hero in your own story. So that's what I've done. I've spent some time this week and looked at the characteristics of Rocky and how we can look to him and his behavior characteristics and adopt those principles if you like to help us to improve our lives and to help us become our own versions of rocky so let me start by breaking it down i'm going to ana analyze easy for me to say analyze rocky and how he did it okay so skipping across all of the movies i've got 21 what i believe to be characteristics, traits, behaviors, if you like, practices of Rocky. Okay, and I'm going to skip through them. It won't take me long, so hang in there. So let's start with the first one. So to begin with, in Rocky 1, he's an average local fighter. He's fighting Spider Rico in some church in Philadelphia in the first one. So he's just a local fighter. Nothing, nothing fancy. But he has the heart of a lion. Unquestionable. He's not motivated or inspired and thinks that life has passed him by. That his shot's gone. All until Apollo Creed's promoter walks in and offers him a chance at the title. So there's the first three. Fourth one. Rocky lives in a bed sit in a pretty grim part of Philly. He's got his turtles for company and a half-broken alarm clock to get him out of bed to get into them grey, sweaty, unwashed tracksuits and Converse trainers to go out for his morning run. But he does ultimately end up in a mansion. And then, when he falls from grace, settles for a small house near a railway line, which was actually inspired by... Uh, what happened with Mike Tyson in real life. Number five, he has a small number of trusted friends. 
he has Paulie, who's his brother-in-law. He has Mick, um, obviously in the first three movies. Apollo in the first four. And then towards the new Creed movies, he has Adonis and Adonis's girlfriend. So he always keeps his circle small. Number seven, he's not book smart, but he is an expert in his field. He doesn't try. He's not trying to be anything other than what he is. He just wants to be the best possible fighter that he can that he can be. Very focused on that. Number eight, he has a code of ethics. He has compassion. He has respect for others and himself. And he has empathy. There's a very popular line within the movie. And Rocky uses it. And what he, what he says is, friends don't owe. Friends do because they want to do. He says that maybe three or four times across all of the movies. But there's also a scene as well where he's a debt collector on the docks. And there's a guy who hasn't got enough money to pay him that week. And Rocky gives him a bit of a talking to and ultimately lets him go because he feels compassion for this guy, working guy. And uh, Rocky says, you know, make sure you have it next week. And he lets him go. He's got the will to help. Classic. This is a classic part of Rocky 1. And I've used this with my daughters many, many times. Um, it actually played a part in my life when I was a teenager. And what happens is... Rocky's walking home and he goes past the street corner. There's a load of teenagers hanging out on the street corner. And there's a girl there called Little Marie. So Rocky walks over to her and he takes her by the hand and says, Right, you, home. Maybe he's not so much with a Geordie accent, but nonetheless, that's what he says. And as they're walking along, Rocky lays down the virtues of being a good person. And he tells her, If you hang around with kids on street corners... You're going to end up in trouble. If you hang around with coconuts, you're going to become a coconut. If you hang around with smart people, you'll become a smart person. He walks all the way home to our front door to make sure she's home safe. What does she do? Doesn't necessarily thank him. She turns around and says, screw you, creepo. <laughs> but it's the moral of the story. He looks after his friends and family. Number 10. Paulie gets locked up in jail. Rock goes and bails him out. There's other examples throughout the movie of him doing so. And he's all about looking after other people. Not always about looking after himself. He never takes himself too serious. It's many times in the movies he, he makes a joke about himself. And that's a good skill to be able to do. Never take yourself too serious. At times he has tremendous self-belief. Like in Rocky IV, where he's against all of the odds. He's got to go and fight Ivan Drago in Russia. And he's motivated, and he's inspired, and he's dedicated to seek revenge. There's never a question that he's not going to do it. He just knows that he has to do it. There's also times where he doesn't have self-belief. Times where he doesn't think he's good enough in Rocky 3 with Adrian on the beach and he admits that he's afraid to get back in the ring with Club Alang. in Creed he initially refuses to train Adonis because he doesn't think he's capable of it so he has at times great belief and other times 
a lack of self-belief. He needed a mentor to keep him on the straight and narrow to help him succeed. And there's an old phrase, I'm not sure where it comes from, but it's something along the lines of when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. And it just happened to be that it was the case with him. He needed a trainer, he needed a mentor, and Mick was there for him. So number 15, he had to learn new skills like fighting right-handed to beat Apollo in Rocky II. That showed his ability to change and adapt. He changed styles completely in Rocky III, and he was guided by his former enemy Apollo to defeat the evil Clubber Lang. And then, when he was all retired and Adonis turned up in Creed, he needed to learn how to be a coach and to coach a fighter. Number 16, he demonstrated. He didn't just talk about it. He demonstrated that he could change and he was brave enough to do so. So number 17, he was all in on every campaign that he took to win all in on the exceptions where he did not have the full support of his family rock needed that he needed the support of his family he needed his wife to support him when she didn't support him for example in rocky 2 she didn't want him getting back in with creed um his rocky's training was wasn't the greatest um again in Rocky 3, she gave him the, give him the bollock and the pep talk on the beach, kicked his backside, and he got back into it there. She wasn't needed in Rocky 4, and he had all the motivation he needed by then. But no man or woman is an island, and Rocky demonstrates that very well. He was always gracious in victory and was not a show-off. He wasn't a guy for bling and fast cars and all that type of stuff he lived a nice life obviously in the movies but it wasn't about look at me look what i've got he was a, a very average average guy if you like from rocky two on we never see him smoke or drink in fact we only ever see him smoke or drink in rocky one and that was before he started taking his training as seriously as he used to Rocky also learns from his mistakes. In Rocky III, he didn't train properly. What happened? He got his backside kicked. He got in with Clubber, and Clubber clubbed him. And that was the end of that. He set up his gym, and he had all these people around, and he wasn't taking it serious. He was, you know, thinking he was the real deal at the time. But how wrong he was. In Rocky II, he retired that was it he'd made enough money and he thought he could live comfortably but he ended up finding out the hard way that that wasn't true he couldn't get any endorsement deals and he ended up working in a meat factory which eventually he got made redundant from and the offer from creed to go back into the ring ultimately inspired him to do so but he had his wife on his side eventually and that made all the difference because he couldn't train properly. Rocky puts his trust in the wrong people in Rocky V. He neglects them and his son's trying to 
live in his shadow if you like and show him how he can you know improve and get fitter and stronger and Rocky's too interested in training Tommy Morrison which ultimately comes back around and bites him on the backside and uh, Rocky takes on Tommy Morrison and he dishes out a, a, an ass whooping to Tommy Morrison outside of the pub in the front street but Rock learned from his mistakes and he realised that he'd neglected his family the biggest thing that ever happens in any Rocky film is he gets back up it's the biggest message that you can take from any Rocky movie he always always gets back up gets knocked down six times stands up seven never stares down and he has the the lines in Rocky Balboa when he's talking to his son in the street and I won't recite the full chapter and verse of it if you like but towards the end of the speech that he gives to his son who's standing complaining to him and Rock turns round and at the end of the speech last closing lines if you like is it's not about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward because that's how winning is done that's the theme throughout all of the Rocky films every one of them every one there's always a battle he always gets put down but he always gets back up and keeps on trying and that's what endears us to him it's the underdog never giving up and always trying and that's what we've all got to do as cheesy as it sounds there's times where we don't feel like it you know when life keeps dealing us blow after blow after blow and we think when is this ever going to end problem after problem day after day week after week well we can't stay down we can stay down and not get back up and just accept life as being the way it is and let other people inflict their will upon us and let them make us feel sad and let them make us feel unhappy and worthless we can let that happen and we can make that our perception as being reality or we can choose to be like Rocky and we can turn it around and we can be our own heroes and every time something bad happens you get back up and you keep going forward keep fighting so how can we do how can we do this what can we take away well I think we've all got to start with a little bit of realization a little bit of self realization and I've got a series of questions that you might want to ask yourself. I know I've asked myself a lot of these questions. Some of them I already knew the answers to, so I didn't have to ask them. So let me start by going through them. So like Rocky, are we an average fighter? Are we average at our job? Do we just turn up and tick the boxes, put in the minimum amount of effort? all to take the scraps off the edge of the table is that you are you an average fighter are you average at your job and if you are average at your job why are you average at your job you don't have to be there despite what you may think you can be something else do something else but to do that 
It takes heart. Do you have the heart of a lion like Rocky? Do you have the heart for the fight? For the struggle? Do you have the heart for the early mornings and the late nights? Are you motivated? Are you inspired? Because Rocky wasn't. Certainly wasn't at the beginning of Rocky 1. But as it went on, he became inspired and he became motivated. And that's when his life started to change. Are you thinking that your life's ch your chances have passed you by? Are you sitting thinking that you're in your 40s, your 50s, your 60s? Life's passed you by. Well, guess what? It probably has if you want to be a professional footballer, a professional athlete. Uh, maybe a Hollywood movie star might be out of the question. But that doesn't mean to say that you can't take up a sport. It doesn't mean to say that you can't go and do acting classes. Life hasn't passed you by. Certain chances might have. But there's still other things that you can do. Do you say no to the shot at the title like Rocky did? When the guy, the promoter, comes round and tells Rocky that Apollo Creed wants to give him the chance, the American hope, the American dream, and a shot at the title, Rocky just says, no, not for me. Not good enough. Is that you? Are you scared? Because it might put you in the spotlight. Are you scared to fail? Because of what might happen? Well, let me tell you this. I was scared to do this podcast. Really scared. Really nervous. And I procrastinated and I put it off. And I wasn't going to take my shot at the title. And these podcasts might go somewhere. They might go nowhere. But at least I'm giving it a try. And I'm getting out there. And I'm taking my shot. As I am with other things as well. Not everything's just about the podcast. Do you like helping people? Doing things because you want to do them. Not to get something in return. Being the person who does because you want to do. Not because you want somebody to owe you a favour. That's no way to live. You do things to help people not to get something in return. Think of the Little Marie situation. Would you do that? Or would you just carry on walking by? Do you have a code? Don't mean a dialing code or an area code or a postcode. I mean a code of ethics, values, commitment, loyalty. Are you hardworking, dedicated? Do you have humility and kindness? You might tell yourself that you have, but when was the last time you demonstrated it? Are we looking after our families the best way we can? Hopefully, yes. But like Rocky, he puts his life on the line every time he gets in the ring to make the money to bring home for his family to give them a better life, to give them the things that he never had. Are we doing that in some form or other? Are we training to become an expert at what we enjoy doing? Like Rock did. He trained to become an expert. When he started, he was a club fighter. When he finished, he was the heavyweight champion of the world. Are we chasing that dream? Are we chasing that hope one day? I hope one day I get on London Real. <laughs> I'd even hope to get on Joe Rogan. Or even meet them. Just to meet them, I'd be interested to do that. 
you know, meet Jocko from Jock, the Jocko podcast. I'd love to do that. That's one of the goals I have with this podcast to hopefully be able to get better and better week by week, to grow it, to help people, and ultimately see where it takes me. Have we got the support of our families? Do we have the Adrian situation? I'm lucky I do. I do have the support of my family. I'm very lucky. But you need it. You can't do it on your own. I'm sitting here now on a Friday, uh, sorry, Friday, Saturday afternoon recording the podcast. And to give me a bit of peace and quiet, my wife's gone upstairs to do the ironing. Great. But I have a support and I appreciate that. Do you have a mentor like Mick? Everybody needs a Mick. Don't we? In one form or another. Somebody to kick our backsides every time we, we start to fall from, you know, the path that we should follow. Are we developing self-belief through taking actions against our goal of becoming the heavyweight champion of the world? What I mean by that is, have you got limiting self-beliefs? Like Rock did. He didn't think he could be clubber. Guess what? He just needed some help and some support from Adrian. A little bit of training by Apollo. Then he went out there and he kicked clubber's backside. We all need it. Self-belief. Often it'll come if you just get out and try something. Give it a try. And you'll get a little bit of confidence. And with confidence you get self-belief. But you must take the first steps. Are we learning new skills? Like Rock did. He learned to fight right-handed. Then he learned a completely different strategy. Against Clubber. Are we doing that? Are you learning new skills? Are you reading books? Watching podcasts? What skills do you need to improve upon? Have a look. Self-realization. Are we demonstrating positive change? Can you talk to people in a different way? Can you help them? Can you educate them about something you've learned? Are you demonstrating that you're not the person you were five minutes ago, six, six months ago, a year ago? Because you're not. We're all changing. And the more you learn and the more knowledge you accumulate... The more experiences you have, the more things you do, the more you change, the more you can demonstrate the positivity that goes with that. Are we trying to win our campaigns? And what I mean by campaigns are, have you set your goals? Have you set your targets? What do they look like? What are your campaigns? I've got campaigns. Podcasts a campaign. Growing Twitter is a campaign. Losing weight, the 30-day weight loss challenge, is a campaign. Becoming a teacher is a campaign. Learning French is a campaign. Reading a book every week is a campaign. Are you winning them like Rock did? Are you being healthy and training and taking up some exercise? You don't have to train as hard as he did. It was pretty cool what he did. and I still do some of the exercises now that he was doing 30 years ago. But he's not drinking, he's not smoking. And that's something I've packed in. That was another campaign of mine. It's been two months now since I had a single drop of alcohol. And you know what? Wouldn't thank you for it. Wasn't a massive drinker anyway, just a Saturday night in the house usually. I haven't had a drink for two months. Feel better, look better. Not interested in drinking anymore. Doesn't make me any better. Doesn't make me any faster. Doesn't make me any stronger. So the money that I was spending on drink, I buy books with. It's all rock and roll, guys. 
Are you learning from your mistakes like Rock did? You should do. Because mistakes and making them big and making them often is your best way to learn. If you can learn from other people's mistakes, even better. You know, no man or woman should need to make every mistake in the world. So that's why you pick up books and educate yourself. Listen to audio books, watch podcasts. There's a quote in Game of Thrones, and I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I heard somebody talking about this the other day uh, on a podcast, and the quote is, the person who reads a thousand books lives a thousand lives. The person who doesn't read any book only lives one life. And I thought that was quite an inspiring phrase. So, are we learning? Let's hope so. Are we getting back up? Are we moving forward? If we've been knocked down, are we getting back up? Or are you just going to stay there? I'm up. I'm moving forward. And I'm going to keep moving forward. Because like what Rock says, that's how winning's done. And I like to win. I want to win. And it's not an ego thing or anything like that. It just shows me that I'm moving forward in life and I'm getting better. So hopefully... There's some messages in there that you might be able to relate to and may be able to help you. I hope there is. I hope you found it interesting and informative. I haven't gone, you know, highbrow or anything like any of this stuff. I don't believe any of this kind of development work needs to be, you know, like reading a book about brain surgery. It's simple, simple enough stuff. I think sometimes it's just interesting when people point things out and ask questions give you examples and then ask are you doing it are you not doing it could you do it do you want to do it so in closing if you've enjoyed the podcast please subscribe i've got to say i've had 36 downloads so far of the previous three podcasts and i'm really pleased with that when i looked at the stats um last night i was blown away i was really blown away and i know it might not sound a lot to some people who listen to podcasts or even if there's anybody out there who has their own podcast and is listening to this and you've got hundreds or thousands of subscribers and downloads great good luck to you i hope you got i hope you get even more but it's meant all the world to me to get the 36 i've got so far and if there is anybody out there who does want to subscribe and you do want to keep following i really do appreciate it and i look forward to any comments that you may have uh to anybody who's followed me on twitter and who's now listening to the show, I appreciate it. Um, if you've just found me through Podbean, then check me out on Twitter. It's at Podcast Burning. Um, give me a follow. I'll guarantee I'll follow you back. And if you have listened to the podcast and you've got any comments, you can leave them with me on Twitter. And I promise I will reply. So thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll be back next week with episode five. Have a good week. Be productive. Take care out there, and I'll see you. Thanks.